Welcome to episode 54 of the Puck and Punks podcast, Super Bowl day. Sketchy Ghoulie, Rookie Rochelle, what's up, dude? Oh, not too much. Uh, more snow, which, you know, always makes me happy. I was wearing shorts yesterday. Well, that's ridiculous. It's, it was 67 degrees out. Yeah, I, went, was. I actually went outside yesterday. It, it was all right, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, definitely not a, a shorts day, but you're 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 shorts guy. Early in the early part of the day, you know. Like, and then we went out on a hike, brought the dog. I put on pants for that, but if I had shorts on for a little bit, it could be a hundred degrees out. I'm still wearing jeans. Oh, I can't do it. Can't do it. Gotta do it. The uh, shorts are not acceptable <laughs> out, outdoor attire. I'll wear shorts around the house. What about jorts. You jord it up? No. A little Jordy Ben. <laughs> but uh, yeah, more snow today. It's not so bad yet, but uh, I don't like seeing it. No, no, um, it, it, it stuck, but it wasn't. I had to drive out to get some stuff and like the roads were really wet, which wasn't great. But mm-hmm. all things considered, it's not terrible out. Yeah. But yeah, as you mentioned, uh, today is uh, the, the Super Bowl. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Uh, the Olympics are ongoing. Yeah. And the All-Star Game has happened. So a lot of things, a lot of, uh, a lot of different things there. Yep. And it's funny, uh, All-Star Game, uh, I didn't want to watch it or the skills competition. And somehow I got suckered into watching both. The Olympics, I have not watched a single second. You haven't even of- watched like, the snowboarding I haven't watched any of it. Oh, I did yeah. see that Team USA now has a bye in the first round. They beat of, Canada. And they beat Germany, right? To I, get the. I, I thought I was... had my bet in for USA to beat Canada, and I guess I must have never hit submit. Because I woke up to like, oh my God, there's money. And I never <laughs> put it in. And uh, as, yeah, tonight's the Super Bowl. I don't care about football. Um, I found out that the Rams were no longer in St. Louis. (laughs) Yep. They're Um, back in LA. I, uh, yeah, the, the Bengals are the other team. Yeah. That's, that's something that that's a team I've never seen do anything well when I did watch football. Exactly. That's, that's what, that's what's crazy is that like, basically they, they drafted this quarterback, Joe Burrow, and in a year, in, in, in his second year, Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, like it's, I it's, saw the the Columbus Blue Jackets all getting off the bus uh, yeah. yesterday. Max Domi had his Who Day sweatshirt on. Yeah, uh, wearing their, their Bengals and Joe Burrow attire. So yeah. I know the – I listened to the Howard Stern show, and uh, there's uh, – <laughs> there were some bets that were made uh, – when it was the the chiefs were playing i guess that was the The two weeks ago yep and they lost and uh someone's paying the price for that one Uh but uh howard being the nice guy that he is is sending his uh his employee jd who's a a cincinnati Bengals fan to the super bowl very nice there you go so uh i know everything I know about the Super Bowl from listening to the Howard Stern show. And most of it was just, uh, you know, making fun of 
random things and Side not actual <laughs> not actual football. There you go. Uh, yeah, All Star Game. The I guess we should start with the skills. Yeah, I didn't actually watch the game itself. Mm-hmm. The of games. Course, the games. Of course, the year the Metro wins. But um, yeah, I. What did you think of the skills? I know there were some things that didn't quite translate to TV, or at least like, not to TV, but to the uh, in-crowd audience. I think there was too many like outdoor things, and they're all just like stuck watching it on a jumbotron. Yeah, I don't know like uh, what that was like if you were a fan in the building, but uh, definitely doesn't translate to TV either. Even like the marquee uh, uh, events are just like completely awful to watch. Um, fastest skater, cool. Everyone skates the same speed and the winner wins by like fractions of a second. Point three. That came in third by like point three something. Like there, there's nothing, there's nothing there to care about. Like no one, like if it was, like I understand it's a lap and it's like thirteen seconds, but if they're all in that thirteen second range, like really, what's the difference? Yeah, you know they. So I, I got it's to like, watch a. Couple. It's the difference of that guy who did his one crossover just a little yep. bit better on his turn. I got to watch a bunch of guys uh, take a lap. Yeah, uh, that was you know. <laughs> Take a lap and hit the showers. Yep. So that that does nothing for me. Um, what was your favorite? I'm gonna make you pick a. I'm gonna make you be positive. What was your favorite thing? What was my favorite thing, or what is my favorite thing from the All Star Game from the from the Skills Comp? What was right? Like your but favorite? like, what is usually my favorite, or oh, what was actually what my was favorite? for this one? Uh. I enjoyed watching Sebastian Ajo go four for four um, in the accuracy shooting. Um, But I I do have issues with that too. Like he went four for four, but there was like the question of like, did he hit that third one at first? Cause it didn't shatter. So it didn't have like that, like good look to it. Yeah. And then the other thing is like with the accuracy shooting, it's also timed. So now you're relying on the two people like feeding you passes. Right. Like, of course the passes are going to be good, but like, I don't know. I feel like if another person went four for four, like the timing would probably be pretty similar. Yeah. So that doesn't do much for they me. They didn't use either. time it, right? Did, did they always time it? Yeah. I think they time it in case there's a tie. Hmm. You know, they, these two guys went four for four. So best time one. Gotcha. Um, I would just make them go again. Yeah. Um, one game, one one-on-one playoff. <laughs> the the hardest shot is usually my favorite. Yeah. But when it's – I don't know. When there's guys out there that don't have the hardest shot and are competing in the hardest shot competition. 87.3. Good job. You did it. Oh, that was so embarrassing. I – uh, you know, if you don't break a hundred, it's embarrassing. And was, was that Adam Pellick didn't break yeah. ninety on his first shot? At least if you're in like high nineties, are you like all right, like ninety eight something, ninety nine something? Like all right, we're no, getting there. And no, then you're, you're building up for the someone to hit the hundred and like and like two, two shots is also weird. I don't know. Like it just happens so quickly, and like they all look the same. 
Like, it doesn't matter. It's like, all right, uh, they took a slap shot. Now let's look at what the, you know, the radar says. Yeah. You know, so it's the, the guy who was expected to win won in, the, in Victor Hedman. Right. But he didn't have fierce competition. No. No. So. The, the, big, the big boy is like, there's no big overpowering guy, really. In the like, way. There, yeah, there's Chara and Weber. Right. They asked Chara to go. Obviously, Weber couldn't do it. Um, yeah, they had Adam Pellick, but really, you would want to see Ryan Pollock mm-hmm. from the Islanders, who has that huge shot from the point. Uh, who was the guy in the AHL? Was it Martin Furk? Yeah, he had like 102 something. Yeah, or maybe even higher. But I, th- I think he has like the unofficial record, right? Because yeah, but because it wasn't an NHL game. So like, I don't know. I'd be excited to watch, you know, Pollock and you know bring up Furk and uh, you know get some some of those guys in. You know, Hedman against those guys. Yep. But they have a hard time getting non uh, all stars involved. Zegris got involved. Yep. Uh, I don't care much for the the save streak. That doesn't do anything for me because none of the the goalies are really trying that hard. The right. players are hardly even trying that hard. Um, the trick shot or whatever. It's like, oh, we got. Uh, Menon Riome and uh, Kurt Russell's kid, the, the guy from Goon, to yeah. put on goalie pads, but to not save any pucks because that would ruin the optics of a trick shot. Right. They move, they're in goalie equipment, but it's like they're instructed not to touch the puck. Right. Um, the Zegers thing was was cool. The <laughs> The Jack Hughes thing was embarrassing. Uh, I forget whose kid that was that they meant. Uh, they mentioned it yeah, on one of the pods. I forget. But uh, so I'm going to ask you for the Zegers thing. Yep. Do you think he could see? Uh, no, they, I think it came out that they put on like a second. Yeah, uh, John Gibson double. Yeah. Tied it, and then like apparently like Zegers like panicked. He was like, because yep. like in practice they did a version where like he can like kind of see, and you know like at least enough where you can like know where the net is like, i'm sure he couldn't see perfectly but when gibson double wrapped it zegers is like oh no 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 but at that point you can't you know you you ruin the gimmick if you try to like fix it because then you're like oh then it would have been fake so he had to just yeah. go for it and he did the kaprizov ovechkin nod was embarrassing uh i, I still don't know what alex petrangelo did i don't think he does either and even like when he hit that drum, it, ugh, everything about it was just so cringeworthy. Like it was I think terrible. He was to shoot it off the back of the glass and then have it bounce out to him. He should have just it shot it, it. Anything. He should have just taken a slap shot at John Ham. <laughs> it's it's like I like John Ham, um, but it's starting to get tough. Where it's like, hey, this is the one celebrity that likes hockey. You know, it's like no one else cares. Yeah, (laughs) he's a blues guy and yeah, Petrangelo. Sure, but like 
there's like no other celebrities that like remotely care about hockey. Like Snoop Dogg used to. No, he just wears the jerseys and likes being <laughs> around, and he'll, he'll ham it up for a lack of uh, better yeah. terms for for anything. And yeah, yeah, you know, we'll see him at the the halftime show tonight. Yup. Um, but what else was there inside? Did I cover all the inside uh, events? I think so. All right, then we go outside, right? I like uh, the game of blackjack. So. That was the, I think also even the fountain thing in concept and in theory was cool. But then when you're watching it, one at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do do blackjack. Blackjack. Uh, Cool in theory. Yeah. Hockey players can hit really big cards when they try to, and they all hit them. The question for me is why were they able to see the cards? The card should have been turned around. Mm. All right. I, right. I, I guessed right. I hit a seven. Do I want to take another shot? That's what blackjack is. Right. The fact that you they don't do, see like, all I'm the cards. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and I won again. The, Look at what, yeah. is, what a shock. Because at, at the end, it's like they ran out of cards, but like they were all got 21. Yeah. So I mean, Pavelski like, kind of won by default because they ran out of aces and then. Yeah. So to me, it's like, this is a cool idea, but it's not blackjack. And what are you really showing me? Yeah. You know, that this is something I know that NHL players could do. Also, it's funny. It's like, we can't have a hockey team in Vegas and we can't call them the aces or whatever, because we don't want gambling. Now the NHL is like all in on gambling and, you know, making them gamble. Um, But yeah, the card shouldn't be facing them. They should hit a card. And then go, oh, okay. Uh, and then, and then they turn it. Yeah. Or yeah. I will shoot again. That, like, that's, <laughs> that was a big uh, fuck up for me yeah. you know, on, on behalf of the NHL. So that just made, like, the best part about these outdoor events is that, you know, the guys were mic'd up and joking around and you got to see the, their personalities. Um, and, and that was fun. Yeah. Um, the fountain thing, I mean, can they get pucks that like light up on their own so they don't have to like slap them 18 times <laughs> in a timed like, event? Just whack and then pass it. Whack. Yeah, and a couple didn't light up and it's a timed event. Yeah. Like that that was embarrassing to me. That didn't even look cool. Like they tried like different angles like right. to show it. Like that's another miss. It's the same thing that they did at the St. Louis one where like they were in the crowd and right. like, shooting from top. And it's like, it, it just did nothing. Like the players, like they, they seemed embarrassed to be doing it. Not because like they were missing or whatever, just because it's like ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so she, the, who was the one that just wasn't hitting it. And then it's like 48 seconds in they're like, all right, Huberdell? for the love of God. Was it Huberto? I thought he was like winning know. one of them. I don't know. But there was somebody that was out there that just like just couldn't hit that last one. And they're like, yeah. fucking mercy kill already. Jesus. Uh, what else? There was one more outside or did we? There's the fountain thing and, and that were the outside one. Okay. And the blackjack. So that all, that all sucked. Um, the games themselves, they also sucked. I mean, it's like. They always do. It's, it's so bad. <laughs> I don't know. It's like. 
there's nothing about it that I was excited for. Like, there wasn't even like a cool move being pulled off. Right. You know, like they don't even play defense. Like, do something cool. I saw Kreider scored on a two on one or two on none. Yeah. You could see that, like, they don't even want to like shoot between the other players' legs for fear of like hitting their ankles or the inside of their feet and like hurting them. So it's like. They're also all like hungover as fuck. During the, goalies, the, during, during the actual game, yeah, too. The goalies don't want to move. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. They got to they gotta fix the All-Star game and find a way to, A, make them want to play it. Put a shit ton of money on it. I mean, I know they did what, the, the $1 million or whatever for this one. Yeah, $1 million for split. a whole team to split where they're just going to give it to the trainers anyway. Yeah. They should make it $1 million a player. Or five hundred grand a player, then or, they'll they'll go for it. How about uh, you don't pay escrow for the year? Winning team doesn't pay escrow for the, the year. Yeah, what's the it league? like 10, 10 guys? Yeah, they can they the league can cover that. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, here's my idea for for next year's All Star game. Don't you get a one. big you get a big <laughs> yeah you get a big boxing ring. And you get all the heavyweights in there, the big fighters, the big dogs. And you give them the, the big, goofy boxing gloves, like the ones that don't hurt. Like the Hulk hands. You know yeah, Hulk hands. <laughs> and they, or you like put them on, you ever see the thing where like two people are on like pedestals and they hit each other with sticks until one falls? Oh, American Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah, Just I used to love that shit. Get the, the big boys, the big fighters out there and doing some American Gladiator shit. That sounds fun to me. Yeah. I'd watch that. On skates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'll find another way to, to screw that up though. And yeah. also we don't, uh, we don't celebrate hockey uh, or yeah, we don't celebrate hockey and hockey. Um, what was it? Those sock and bo- boppers. Yeah. Get them some fucking yeah. sock and boppers. Exactly. Uh, Man. You know, as- fight, f- fighting's part of the, part of the sport. Yep. But we don't want to talk about it because of head injuries. Yeah, but there was this week. Or have I don't a know. pillow fight. Make it if you want to make it silly. Make it you know. Yeah, extreme then, pillow fighting. I like in like years past where they had like where they had like Drake and other guy, you know, Snoop Dogg, and you like see the the guys out on the ice like watching when they have their cell phones out. And yeah. This year they had Machine Gun Kelly, and there I don't think there was a single player out on the ice watching. Oh no. Not, not that I noticed, or at least, at least I didn't cut to them. So, unless they're all looking for a fox in the crowd, yeah. Uh, but as I said, this was a great week for for fights. Uh, I don't know. Did you uh, did you catch any of them? The games this week. The, the fights that happened in the games this week. No, I didn't. I people been... came out of this All Star break pretty feisty, Just ready to go. No, yeah. I've, I've had like a billion things going on that like I haven't watched anything from any games other than like the scores for my gambling. Mm-hmm. But I haven't been able to watch like any highlights for anything. So I've missed all the fighting. Yeah. So yeah, I'll get you caught up real quick. Uh, first off, we had a, a great double fight. I don't know if you, you heard about this one. It actually resulted in a suspension for Marcus Felino. Oh, that yeah, 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 yeah. So Felino, 
uh, gets hit by Brendan Dillon. This is uh, the Wild versus the, the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. And uh, Greenway jumps in to gra- you know, fight Dillon right away. But Felino wanted a piece of him. So then Adam Lowry comes out of nowhere and grabs Felino. So now you got Felino fighting Lowry, which was fun because they both wear the same number. Right. And then Greenway and Dillon fighting at the same time. Uh, but then Felino with a, a kneeing encounter on, on Lowry gets a, a two game uh, suspension. Yeah. But also, just a, a little nod to Lowry also fought Tanner Janot this week. Uh, Brendan Dillon, big fight with Jamie Ben. He had a big hit on John Klingberg, and Ben stepped in, and it's always fun watching Jamie Ben fight. Um, his numbers are down, but he can still do that. So, uh, when you're the captain, you got to find a way to, uh, yeah, contribute. I mean, and he is a hands down a great fighter. So, I, I always love to see it. But, uh, the Winnipeg Jets have been, you know, kind of picking up the fighting, uh, to try to get their, their season back on track. I mean, I don't know if they, you know, looking at the standings, if you, anyone truly believes that, you know, they're still, you know, they still have hope, right. You know, they're, they're clearly trying, but they are like, f- there's like four teams that they need to jump over just to get into the wild card. Right. Um, probably my most disappointing team of, of the year, but I'd like to see them get it going. Um, Ross Johnston versus Erica Branson and just two big boys going. Uh, that was a, a really good one. Good Branson gets the win there, in my opinion. But Ross Johnson also fought Luke Shen this week and just completely bloodied him. Um, I remember hearing a story. Uh, tell me if you've heard this one too, that I think in like junior, Luke Shen got into a fight and like broke his nose. And now like anytime like his nose is oh, like if you even, even like, like poke it it starts bleeding yeah yeah but uh this one wasn't his nose so you know uh ross johnson got him good yeah yeah you know i, I do remember that the luke shen thing where he's like if i get hit just hard enough it doesn't have to even be that bad it starts gushing it just looks bad um and we'll talk about luke shen a, a little bit later when we talk about some trade candidates um Charlie McAvoy, Long Beach, New York native, former Ranger fan. I like to think that he's still <laughs> a Ranger fan. Um, and I like to think that he had a little bit of extra pride when he fought Tony D'Angelo. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but McAvoy was just hitting everything that game. Had a clean hit on Sebastian Ajo. Ajo didn't even like – he like absorbed the hit like perfectly well. Didn't even like – fall to the ice or anything right but i guess d'angelo thought that you know try to get mcavoy to stop running around yeah but that was a fun one but the best one of the week maybe fight of the year is another one that includes uh delorier from the ducks and him and jamie alexiak from seattle went at it who both of them opened up the lawnmowers on this one 
just reaching all the way back, starting the starting up the lawnmower and go. just landing big blows, heads down and just tossing them. So I recommend watching all these, but definitely try to check out uh, the double, you know, Felino Lowry Greenway Dylan fight, and then the Alexiak Delorier one. Nice. Yeah. And then I guess we are already mentioned the suspension to Felino. Austin Watson got a two-game uh, suspension for interference on a late high hit against Boston against uh, Jack H-Chan. I had never heard of him before. Jackie Chan? Yeah. Nice. He plays for the Boston Bruins. There you go. Uh, and then, of course, we had the Brad Marchand. Yep, Tristan Jerry. Six-game suspension for punching Tristan Jerry and then trying to spear him in the face. And then he's mad that he got six because it it was only based on his history and not based on the play. And I don't know. You and I both thought it was going to be closer to 10. I wanted 10. Yeah. He's also Uh, now the most suspended person in history. He passed Chris Pronker. Most times suspended. Most times suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not. uh, Not the games. No, no. But uh, what, do you th- what did you think about that? The Marshand. There's no reason for him to do that. Period. He just comes out from like the side and literally punches Jari in the side of the head from like the, he has to reach over a guy to then punch Jari in the head. But also, what I also didn't like was that the Penguins didn't do anything about it at all. Yeah, well. he punched your goalie straight in the head, and not one guy went after him. Yeah, they're pretty soft. I mean, a lot of teams are realizing that. I mean, the Rangers realize that. I think they still are playing pretty soft this year. the The Maple Leafs are going through that. The Penguins are going through that. But uh, do you think it was more because it was Tristan Jari, a goaltender, rather than him punching? I don't know, Brian Dumoulin in the head out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, definitely. What do you think about that? The, that the NHL is like, uh, you know, not to the same level that the NFL protects quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely protecting goaltenders pretty well. Um, I don't have a problem with it, especially because, like, I mean, unless you're Aaron Dell and just swinging at people, uh, like. They, you don't want to see the goalies get hurt because they're not guys that usually like are because they're not in a position to get hit. You know, they're not going to get checked, you know, in open ice unless the goalie really comes out and there's a collision. But like they're not well, out there to get hit. That's one of the things I think if they're not in the crease of the trapezoid, they should be fair game. Yeah. But Jari was in the crease. But uh, I don't think the league sees it that way either. That, that goalie should be fair game if no, they're not. I, in those I don't games. think it'll ever happen because what's going to happen is there's going to be a loose puck, and instead of a guy going for the puck, you know, there's going to be the one time where the guy just like goes straight after the goalie and lays him out and takes him yeah, out for the year. Ryan and, Miller. Yeah, exactly. The Miller play. Who who did it to him? It was um, was, was it, it Lucic? I think it was Lucic. Right. But yeah. Pretty, anyway, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And because uh, you know it's something like that's going to happen more often if they declare that goal. And also, Buffalo game. did nothing about that one too. Yeah, 
if you remember correctly. And then yep. uh, the next game, I think the tough guy Paul Gostad had a had to go in. What's he be, up to these days? He had to be the guy who, you know, dropped the gloves afterwards. Like, uh, what was it uh, Corey Perry last year in the playoffs when he injured right. John Tavares, and then you know. Uh, what was it? Like, Wayne Simmons I had a step or Spezza, you know. Yeah. But uh Felino. Felino. Right. It was Felino who stepped in and then it became like a whole thing. Felino and Barnes. Yeah. Injured attorneys. <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't I don't think we're ever gonna see a, a day where goalies just become fair games to get hit. It's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, the East is still the East. Yep. Those those eight teams are still the eight teams. Uh, it's not, not going to change because Detroit's just just too far away. With there, there, is, there is time. There's, there's a, there, time. Mathematically, they're still in it. I think Columbus, too. They're, they're three, oh, but they got three games in hand on Detroit. Yeah. So they're in a similar position. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 have I would love for Detroit out. to come in and knock out Boston. Yeah. But. Or Washington. Or Washington. <laughs> It'll be fun. I mean, I, Stevie Y is going to do something. You know that he's, he's going to make the kind of move. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked to see Chikrin end up in Detroit because it's the kind of move that helps Detroit now to like, try to make that late push and then also for the future like he's not gonna make right. a guy he's not gonna make a move for a rental he's gonna bring a guy in who's got term but i mean it's gonna be someone we're not thinking about it's kind of tough when like i don't know he probably doesn't want to trade his first rounder this yeah. year um and then you have to remember like all of detroit's top guys are going to be UFA in like two years. Yeah. Like Larkin and Bertuzzi are both up uh, after next season. That That's two big paydays right there. Yeah. Like they're, they're going to start eating through cap pretty, pretty quickly, you know, when, and then it's the year after Lucas Raymond uh, and Moritz Sider come off their entry levels, but they are, you know, they're going to, they have room now and they're going to make more room. You, you figure Nick Letty's probably a, a deadline candidate. Yep. That's five and a half UFA at the end of the year. You know, maybe they move uh, a Vlad Nemesnikov. So it's like one of those things where it's like, they're going to be moving contracts out, but they're going to be looking for players too. Like last year when they traded Mantha and they got Verana. Is Verana not playing this year? He was, he's been hurt. He's uh, IR. Okay. Cause I, was I, think he, find, I think I think he's look, coming. Yes. He, has, he hasn't played a game yet this year. Yeah. I think he's coming back soon, okay. but I could be mistaken. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense. Um, especially you look at Detroit's defense and you got Nick Letty, Danny DeKaiser, Mark Stahl, Troy Stetcher, all UFA at the end of this year. Yep. A lot of moving 
It's going to be a very different team next year, essentially. Yeah, so you need someone to play, you know, with Marit Sider. You know, Philip Peronic is a pretty good player. He's still only 24. Um, I'm trying to think who... I know they were pretty high on uh, Jared McIsaac. He's still mm-hmm. only 21. That's not like a, you know, a ton of, you know, a ton to be waiting for in the pipeline in terms of defense. I, I think a guy like Chikrin's a, a perfect fit. Yeah. I mean, imagine Chikrin and Cider or Chikrin and um, who's the other big defenseman they have? Young guy. Cider, the one that's coming over soon. Coming over soon. Isn't there another? There's another defenseman that, that's not playing yet. That there. It's Raymond Cider, and who's the third guy that like they're all about when they're young? It'll come uh, soon. I don't know. They have the forward uh, Jonathan Bergeron, who is. Uh, who they're pretty high on. And then they just got the goaltender, uh, Sebastian Kosa. Wasn't that, there another was, defenseman for Detroit? Uh, that know, they, not, that I'm, not that I'm seeing. Yeah, it will come to me. Maybe I'm just thinking of, of uh, Raymond and Sider as like a package together. And I'm, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is a team that's like, you know, they got some good young pieces, but uh, – it's got. It's going to be hard for them to even consider moving their their first when their pipeline still isn't that great. Like yeah. they just they graduated their their two best players. They're here. They're playing. Yeah. You know now now what happens? What comes next? Um. So I mentioned Luke Shen before. It seems like he could be a fit back in Toronto where it all started. Yep. What do you think of that move? Yeah, you know, is that the the type of move that's gonna help Toronto get out of the first round? No, he's <laughs> he's gonna be a sixth or seventh defenseman. It's gonna be more just like, well, now he's got the cups on his resume, and he knows Toronto, so he can handle the media because he, I mean, he's gonna go from a guy who was a number one defenseman there for a minute and as a fifth overall pick to just being like a depth guy. So he's not gonna like. His, the media attention on him is going to be way less it was than what it was this first time around. So he's not going to be bothered by playing in Toronto. But he's, this is not going to be like a season-changing trade. It's just going to shore up some depth and have a guy that you can rely on. Yeah, like I think – Bang it just, off the glass and out. That, that, they it. also need the, the toughness, as I mentioned yeah. before. Um, I know they're struggling with Muzzin out, but, um, you know, and Wayne Simmons is, you know – not the the Wayne Simmons that he used to be, you know, still no. serviceable, but you know, another guy to to stand up for for that team would would probably do them pretty well. They're looking to try to find uh, someone to take Richie off their hands pretty badly. Yeah, Simon <laughs> that Edvinson. Is... That's the guy I'm thinking of. Simon Edvinson. That the, was the, the defenseman yeah, they... that Detroit drafted that they're waiting for. Yeah, there was speculation that he was going to make uh, Team Sweden. Yeah. But they didn't put him on. But, yep, uh, I guess 
he hasn't signed his yeah no, his entry level that's why he wasn't listed yet. there so yeah yeah six foot five i mean he's gonna be good i always I mix him up i mix him up with uh uh the guy that the sharks took william eckland eckland I always mix those two up, but Edvinson is the defenseman. Eklund's the forward. Yep. Right um, yeah. I just, I just needed to get that off my chest because I was driving <laughs> <me nuts. laughs> Uh 31 thoughts said Vancouver. 32. That's right. <laughs> wants. Well, I, I have uh, an idea later. Maybe we'll get it back down to 30. Okay. Um, <laughs> Vancouver is interested in Pavel Zaka from the yeah. New Jersey Devils. Um, is that is that you think part of a potential Connor Garland related trade? I was almost wondering or if JT it, Miller. Yeah, if it was Miller, I mean Garland makes more sense because he has more term. Um, you know the the Devils probably want the term. Yeah, and they also you know the reason why Zaka would be available is like they're pretty set down the middle. Yeah. Right. They've signed those two guys for the next fucking decade, pretty much. And then you have Dawson Mercer, who's, you know, 20 years old. Yeah. Is, you know, so Zaka's mostly been playing on the wings. So it doesn't, you know, it's interesting to see what they'd want to bring in there. He's an RFA after this year. Um, and then would, after that, would be a UFA if, you know, whoever if he only signs a one-year deal yeah becomes ufa after next season but pavel zaka is still only 24 um i think this would be a good way for vancouver to you know fix some cap issues and move out some older guys with uh bigger hits yep and, and get a, a promising young player um we've seen a lot of good stuff out of pavel zaka but not uh not consistently and i think the problem is is like i don't know look at the team around him yeah it's Uh, it's it's hard if you're not playing with hughes or he's sure on a consistent level and then even like hughes is is only recently really started to like pick things up numbers wise they're still a young team and you know but but that's also part of like why they want these guys with term is that like like we said, like they've already got Heisher and Hughes locked up for the next between six and eight years. Um, mm-hmm. And you got to start thinking about like building out the, your, what your team's going to look like. So they, they want cap certainty. So I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if a guy like Garland comes in because they got to start figuring out those numbers now because a couple of years from now, unless the cap starts to go up, which doesn't really look like it, they're going to slowly start getting priced out of guys that they might have in their system, like a Pavel Zaka, if he really blows up. They might not be able to afford to keep them down the line. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because, you know, why would a team who's rebuilding trade a 24-year-old? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're going to trade them, maybe you just want a high pick like they did with, you know, a pick in a prospect like they did for Blake Coleman a couple of years ago to Tampa Bay. Right. Where they, they got the the pick and they got uh, Nolan Foot. Yep. Um. So, I mean, you think about their their core, right? Nico Heischer, 
23. Uh, Jack Hughes, still only 20. Uh, Jesper Bratt, 23. He's another guy who's RFA at the end of this year. I really like him. How old's Will uh, Butcher? Oh, no, Butcher's on Seattle now, right? Uh, yeah, but he's gone wherever yeah. he is. Um, but Zaka, 24. Sharon Govich is on, a, you know, had a great rookie season last year. Yep. But he's, you know, kind of struggling. He's only 23. Yanni Kwokinen, 23. Michael McLeod, 24. Jesper Boquist, 23. Dawson Mercer, 20. Nathan Bastion, 24. Now, that's a lot of young players in your, you know, in your offensive core there. Yeah. You know, Thomas Tatar and Andreas Janssen they have for this year and next year. Tatar's 31, Janssen's 27. Jimmy Vesey's 28. He's been a good signing for them, killing yeah. penalties, but, you know, it's still only Jimmy Vesey. But they're going to make, you know, this is a team that has a lot of cap space and is about to get $9 million off the books at the end of the season with P.K. Subban. Yep. So, it, I don't know, it's interesting to me why they would want to trade a guy like Pavel Zaka. Yeah, and like I said, the, almost the only thing is that they're trying to get their future cap situation locked in as much as they can and have as much certainty as you can. Um, and, you know, Connor Garland also brings a very different element in his game versus a uh, Pavel Zaka. So maybe that could be part of the conversation. But, yeah. No, Miles I, I, Wood is 26, also RFA at the end of this year. Yeah. Like he, Miles Wood, Pavel Zaka, Jesper Bratt all seem like that. Blake Coleman or even Barclay Goudreau from the Sharks type, you know, deals that teams would be looking for and paying high prices. Yeah. Um, you know, you have them, you know, their RFAs, you get them for this year, you give them at least their qualifying offer for one more year. And then, you know, you got two good runs out of them. And then, you know, lose them to free agency when they yeah. price themselves out. Um, yeah, Will Butcher is, I guess he was bought out because, or. I thought he was, I, wasn't he the maybe, Seattle pick? No, he couldn't. No, because that was, that was Nathan Bastion, right? And they got him back uh, from waivers. Because. Well, unless Will Butcher was part of something else, and then I don't remember. Butcher was either sworn... traded or. Uh, or bought out because they're still retaining a little less than a million on him this year. Gotcha. It's just retained salary. So it must've been a trade. Let's see. Will Butcher, was he traded to? He was traded by Jersey. To Buffalo? To Buffalo. Along with the fifth round pick. But it doesn't say what he got, but they got back. Weird. Future considerations. There you go. There was nothing on Buffalo worth taking. From Hobie Baker to future considerations. That was the interesting year uh, where, you know, he was drafted, Will Butcher was drafted by Colorado. And who was it that was drafted by the Devils? Um, neither of them signed and then they swapped teams. Uh, was it? Oh, it's going to kill me that I can't think of it right now. Was it Yost? Tyson Yost. Yeah. Yes. 
Who was he drafted by? No, he was a first for Colorado. Uh, It'll come to you, just like Simon Edmondson did. <laughs> or no, it was uh, was it uh, what's his name? Who's on the Leafs now? Kerfoot. It's gonna kill me. I got. I gotta get it. Yes, I got it. So yeah, that was both Kerfoot and Butcher. Uh, it was essentially a, like a trade, you know. They drafted right. by each other's teams, didn't sign, and then they both went on. Um, obviously, one. yeah. Uh, obviously, I think it's clear that Kerfoot is the better player yep. now. Uh, but Butcher had that that really good like first two years. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a, a real player for them. Yeah. All right, here, uh, a couple more rumors. Tyler Toffoli, do you think uh, the better fit is back with the Kings or back with his old Kings coach in Calgary? Uh, Calgary. All right. What do you, what do you think for a, a Tyler Toffoli, a nice shiny Tyler Toffoli? What, what are you trading for him now? Uh, you're going to get – you might get a first-round pick for him, honestly. Because with him, a lot of guys, he's going to be one of those guys that people want. So you might be able to get a first, but I think it's going to be more of a second and something. Or like a second and a four, second and a third kind of situation. Because it was like a pretty big trade when he left Los Angeles for Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and then Vancouver. Because they got the. He went to Montreal. Like, Yeah. Because they got Tyler Madden, who I know was like the big prospect in that trade. And they got a second round pick. Yeah, because they were reuniting um, him with Pearson to recreate that 70s line without Carter Yeah, for a bit there. You know, it worked, but he but, priced himself out. So if Toffoli was a second and Tyler Madden plus back then, then that was uh, 2020. Yeah. Do, do you value up, value down? I think, I think still value up. Like, he was a big part of why Montreal went to the cup final. Yeah. And he has, you know, he's a guy with term. It's not just this year. It's two more years and less than four and a half. Yeah. I think that's me. Yeah. The terms gonna be a big one. Um, But yeah, you know, it's, it's a league of what have you done for me lately? And I think that they're going to throw out the fact that Montreal is just a dumpster fire this year and look back to like, Hey, look at what he did literally a year ago in the playoffs. This is the guy you want. Yeah. Um, if Toffoli goes to Calgary, is that the final nail in the coffin for Johnny Gaudreau? Uh, probably just in terms of money, money. and, and well, uh, either I would say know, either Gaudreau or Monahan. minutes. Well, Monahan's a center, but for money, they might move him and then you need Gaudreau. centers <laughs> playing him as, as, as their fourth line center. And he's making yeah. a shit ton of money. And you also have to remember, I mean, it's like, you know, you have the Johnny Gaudreau thing, but Matthew Kachuk as an RFA already making 7 million. So yeah. qualifying offers already like, pretty high. It's probably around what? Seven, eight, seven, nine. Yeah. It's qualifier. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if he wants. He's going to want nine and a half on a oh, yeah. long-term deal and he should get so, it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Looking at this 
Calgary team. Is this one of the best contracts in the league? Elias Lindholm? 4.850. For what, another four years? Uh, this and two more. So three, yeah, three total. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, he's that's only a, 27. Great deal. I mean, that whole trade from I um, mean, the, the uh, Calgary. Yeah. So, I mean, he, and he became like the player that he was. Like, there was always the potential in Ca- uh, Carolina for him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but by the time he got to Calgary, I mean, he just kind of exploded. Where we always talk about like Nathan McKinnon having like, you know, one of the best contracts in the league. Yeah. Um, or even like look at Sidney Crosby. Like his contract right now is one of the best in the league. Oh, yeah. For what he brings. And like, Leon Dreisidel's contract is one of the best in the league. Because when you look but, back at that trade, everyone thought that like Noah Hannafin was like the big piece in that trade. Right. Like, it was really like Hannafin for Hamilton. And then, like, other stuff to even each other out. But I think Lindholm might end up being the biggest part of that trade. No, it's Adam Fox. Well, for us. <laughs> he, he didn't play a second for, <laughs> for, for any of those, of those teams. So it was um, Hannafin and Lindholm to Calgary for Michael Furland, Dougie yep. Hamilton, and, and Adam, Adam Fox. Fox. Yep. Uh, Furland then Furl- got hurt and is yeah. done. Done. Dougie Hamilton is now a devil. New Jersey Devil. Adam Fox, reigning Norris Trophy winner for your New York Rangers. Yeah, Calgary uh, won that trade. The fact that Calgary still has both guys, and they're both the, playing key minutes for that team. Calgary won that trade by well, a mile. So, uh, it hurts that they lost Dougie Hamilton for nothing. But uh, and I guess they also lost Furland for nothing because he just signed with Vancouver before his contract. And they got two uh, seconds for Fox. Ended. Yep. And uh, ooh, they got the Noel Gunler with one of those seconds. It's a good player. And Mad Sogard um, was who was taken with that pick. Uh, but that pick had already been traded to Ottawa. He's going to be a, a good goaltender in yeah. the future. I think he's like six seven. So big goaltender, not bad. Here's another name from uh, Montreal that is rumored to be going west, and I, I see another fit in uh, Calgary for this player. Mm-hmm. And this is someone that they paid a lot of money for. Or a lot of assets, and mm-hmm. that is Christian Dvorak. Yeah, already year one into, or is the second year? No, this is the first year. They just got him, right? Yeah, they they got him. There was like right after the um, the offer sheet. Yeah. For, uh, what's his name? Kakniemi. Kakniemi. Yeah, yeah. But Dvorak is signed this year and three more for just under four and a half. Yep. Twenty six years old. Currently on the IR, but uh, you're not going to get a first for him now. Nope. So what if what do you do? What's here? the point? What's the point of trading him, or what's the point in keeping him? Trading him. Well, what's the point in keeping him? <laughs> He's on the IR. You're not spending that money right now, anyway. 
well, not right now, but he'll he'll be off before. I mean, that's why teams are interested in him. I mean, if you're Montreal, you're gonna need guys at some point. Unless is I mean, he, they, is he the guy guys? you want? Well, you do. Do you he's want? He's twenty six or twenty four. You said twenty six, and mm-hmm. making just under four and a half. All right, then move him. Thirty four games this year, uh, seven goals, nine assists for sixteen points. And this is a guy whose highest point total was 38 in 70 games. Yeah. But last year had 31 and 56. And you have to remember that was in Arizona. Right. He was playing every minute because there was nobody else. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder, you know, is this a, a matter of, uh, you know, get guys from Montreal and other bad teams with term because maybe they're not that bad. It's just they're on bad teams. But they have a new coach now. We'll get to that. But So I, the part that I'm more interested in, mm-hmm. so now, you know, talking about IR and trades, Ben Sherratt is on the IR now. Yeah. So how does uh, that, you know, that's going to put a wrinkle – we don't, I haven't seen how long he's going to be out for. He'll he'll be he'll be fine um, for the the deadline, but it's okay. going to be it, it's it's going to start getting to that point. We have an asset here. Do we keep him out, or do we play him? Yeah. And if you're a team trading for Ben Sherratt, are you now a little bit more weary, depending on which Sherratt shows up coming off an injury? I don't think so. I think Sherrod is Sherrod. Um I think you pretty much know what you're getting. Uh, and the injury didn't look too bad. He just kind of got crossed up a little bit. Yeah. I was actually surprised to see that he ended up on the IR. Uh, but man, that IR for, uh, for Montreal is really their IR looks better than the, the team that they're putting on the ice. I mean, Jonathan Jura and Christian Dvorak, David Savard, Joel Edmondson, Jake Allen, Matthew Perot, and Michael McNiven. Yeah, that's why I don't think this team is as bad as they have been. And that like, doesn't include Carey Price and Shea Weber. Like, I wonder, you know, how much they're going to really move guys out. In, or, or do they think that next year – everyone's fine maybe you start grabbing a couple of pieces well we we think you know price is trying to make a comeback this year yep but we're all but certain that shea weber is probably done done uh obviously cole caulfield i mean he scored yeah he scored he almost had two one got yeah. called back yeah, yeah um but uh you know and, and nick suzuki um you know, those are the two guys you're building around. I mean, Nick Suzuki's getting the bump from league men to close to 8 million next year. Uh, Caulfield still has one more year after this one on uh, his entry level. And then now there's the rumors about Jeff Petrie, who isn't too happy being there. Yeah. I don't know. It does, uh, what is this team going to look like? Are teams interested in like, are they going to trade a Brendan Gallagher or a Josh Anderson? Are they going to try to explore that? Those are guys that are on big, long deals. Yeah. You know, obviously 
you know, you could maybe trade Mike Hoffman, obviously interest in Toffoli. You're probably not trading Joel Armia. There's been rumors about Arturi Lekkinen. You could get a team to take a Cedric Paquette. I could see Tampa going, you know, getting Paquette back. Yeah. Um, yeah obviously, you're going to trade Ben Sherratt. Who else might you trade off that, you know, from this team? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's real interesting to me, you know, the, the whole new front office, now new coaching staff. Is that going to make players happier? Players going to want to stick around? Let's just say who the new coach is. It's Marty St. Louis. Yeah. This Uh, one kind of came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. I mean, he's only been coaching, what, 13-year-olds? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, the Jeff Gordon connection. Yep. And he's also... And, And it's also just an interim thing, you know, kind of exploring what's out there i mean do i expect marty to be the coach of the montreal canadians next year no i don't maybe he'll be the assistant coach next year sure maybe or some if not there then somewhere i hope i hope that marty you know can start getting a couple of wins under his belt this year and just you know, well they just got they finally got a new uh goaltender so they don't have to keep sending caden primo out in, there to get yeah you know to Select. exactly and sam montembo uh they got the hamburglar yeah in the wild yeah big trade <laughs> but uh i don't know this is, this is uh this is a project and jeff gordon really has to figure out along with you know kent hughes what they want to do with this team going forward there's a lot of options a lot of options. Yeah. So um, this is like the type of team that like you'd want to like start in their shoes in like an NHL uh, franchise mode and like have that opportunity to mold the way you want to yeah. because you have so many options. Um, and we have to also remember uh, they traded uh, their first uh, in the uh, Dvorak trade. Uh, so th- I think they, I can't remember what the, the deal was. Do they keep their own or the Carolina one, whichever one's better, whichever one's worse. I can't, there's too many things. I think but they keep the better the better one one so then they're keeping their own yeah and then the uh, arizona's getting carolinas um they only have their own second round pick i imagine they'll add to that they have two additional third round picks an additional fourth and an additional seventh so they got, I mean, they, got lots of, they got a lot to play with they they could use some of that it's gonna be interesting to see if they're gonna start using those picks like in trades because they think that maybe this year was just everyone got hurt. So what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Or do they start making even more? Well, if that was more the, trades for more picks, I mean, if that just, was the case, you'd figure Bergevin and uh, uh, what, whatever uh, Ducharme 
would yeah. still be there if they yeah. were just like calling this whatever. Right. I think the Ducharme thing was like a, a mercy, mercy firing. Kill. Yeah. And uh, also, man, I mean, aside from the his playoff record, his regular season record is abysmal. Might be one of the worst. <laughs> Might be go down as one of the worst of all time. Yeah. Because he was like 500 when they brought him in last year. And that was good enough to get them to the playoffs. Right. Obviously, they did some sort of black magic to get to the Stanley Cup by injuring every team's best centerman. Except for the one was a suspension. Right. Um, Let's see. Uh, While we're on the topic of coaches, uh, Tippett is out in Edmonton. Woodcroft in and he gets a nice assignment for his first game by playing the Islanders and gets a win. There you go. Uh, thoughts on the Edmonton coaching change. Um, I guess, you know, Tippett got what he could get out of this team. I don't know if he necessarily lost the room or the players or, you know, I don't know how much was going on behind the scenes of McDavid and Drysdale saying, you know what, this, this guy is not the guy, I guess, another guy. I don't know. I think it, it just got to a point where it's like, we have to do something. And also like the constant bickering through the media about his, the goalies and other players, like things just got out of control in Edmonton this year. And that kind of stuff usually falls like in the coach's hands to basically yeah. tell everyone like, shut the fuck up in the media. Like you're the big problem about Koskinen, then we're not complaining about Koskinen, yeah. and then we're asking Drysdale to talk about Koskinen, and then why is he so pissed? Like it all, a lot happened in the Tippett regime this year. Sure, that I think have, their biggest problem, and they've made two, they've made two different moves to try to fix what this burning ship is. Right, mm-hmm. the first move was. To bring in a Vander Kane, um, you know, goal scoring wasn't their biggest problem, but it also wasn't as potent as they needed it to be for how bad they are defensively. Yeah. So then they couldn't address their their goaltending situation, which was the the biggest misstep they have a miko koskinen who's 33 making four and a half million dollars who can't save a beach ball and now you have a 39 year old mike smith who is also signed for over two million next year yep uh who clearly has a hard time staying healthy can't blame him 39 years old goaltender yeah also you know a big man and then you're relying on a 23 year old Stuart skinner so that's clearly what they needed to address, but instead they've signed Evander Kane and fired their coach. Yay. They did it. <laughs> Ken Holland did it. Yep. You know, it's the Duncan Keith deal looks, you know, looks bad. worse and worse every day. Looked bad from the beginning. What? You mean bringing in a 49 year old Duncan Keith? Might as well. Hey, be. he's a year younger than Mike Smith. He's only 38. Yeah. And he's he'll also be signed through next year. Yeah. <laughs> so 
yeah, it's like one of those things like, you know, Zach Hyman started off really hot and then it just completely slowed down for him. Guys like Pugliarvi and Kyler Yamamoto still haven't taken that step on a full-time basis. Yeah. I mean, Pugliarvi just hit his career high the other day and it was like 28 points. Yeah. This is the guy who's was drafted a, a, quite a bit ago now and then left, went to Europe. It was a whole thing, and then Ken Holland had to beg him over once he became the GM here. For all the, for what? All the hullabaloo, all this. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't. I don't, I don't think Paul Yarby's a guy. He's a guy. He's just a guy. He's just there. Like, I almost dropped him in my my fantasy league. I mean, you would think that having any playing any combination yet. of yeah, Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, McDavid that he'd be doing something. He has three very <sighs> capable centers on his, on this team. It's so funny. I mean, you can do this till you're, you're blue in the face, but you want to list off some players drafted after Jesse Pugliarvi. Okay. Yeah, maybe they maybe uh, they did better than Vancouver did with the fifth overall pick in Ali Olevi. Give them that. Finland yeah. did not have a good showing, even though no. they, they had three in the top five between Line A, Pogliarvi, and Yolevi. Yeah, and even Line A is one that you still you still don't really know what he is. Which it's going to be interesting. Insane what, for a guy who's got like multiple 30 and 40 goal yeah. seasons in his belt. It's going to be interesting to see what Columbus does with him. It's just a matter of time before he joins Team Carol Finland. Line A. Yeah, joins Team Finland in Carolina. Um, but sixth overall, Matthew Kachuk, seven, Clayton Keller, uh, nine, Mikhail Sergachev, ten, Tyson Yost, uh, 14, gotta love him, Charlie McAvoy, yep, 15, Luke Kunin, 16, Chikrin, 17, Fabro, Jesus, um, Hey, 21, Julian the Goat. Hey. Uh, Tage Thompson, 26th. Brett Howden. You know what? Brett, Tage Thompson's Brett Howden, becoming who, a guy who I didn't think oh, was going to be that good. I always thought he was going to be good. It was just a matter of time because yeah. of that big frame. Brett Howden, who scored a goal. I hated him as a, as a Ranger, but he's looked really good in Vegas this year. Um. And then obviously, you know, rounded out with Trent Frederick and Sam Steele, 29 and 30. There's yep. um, a there's a lot of misses in, in that uh, 2016 draft as well. But uh, I don't know. Yes, he pulled Yarvi at four. That's a tough one. Yeah. But, I mean, the hope is always there that, you know, either him or – That was, that was the go off three because, year, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Matthews year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you always hope there. Just imagine Pugliarvi or Yamamoto is going to go off playing with, you know, either Drysidel or McDavid or Nugent Hopkins or now Hyman and Evander Kane. Like <laughs> these guys should be guys just based upon who they're playing with. Yeah. And Yamamoto's shown it more at times. But I don't know. 
Yeah. It's, it's Yamamoto's another guy too. That's it's hard. Like he's small, small guy. But I don't know. I, I just feel with as much as Edmonton's been a dumpster fire, I could, at least like offensively, they have guys that he could be playing with and is playing with. <laughs> and Poliarvi is still not like, like he doesn't need to be a point of game player. But can you show me that you're a 50 point guy? in the league at this point, 60 point guy. Again, you're the guy who ran away. Where do you go? Finland or the KHL for like a little bit? I don't know where he, I can't remember where he was. Finland. And cause you like demanded more money and you were tired of how you were being treated. Hey, fucking, what'd you say? He's got less than 30 points. Like you're not, you're not showing me anything to warrant all this trouble and the headache that you've been. Yeah. But he's not the headache anymore. Not anymore. He's back. Yeah. Yeah. So, Whatever. Um, some injury news. Uh, Sean Couturier's out for the rest of the season. Um, it also looks like Kevin Hayes might be too. Yep. This is uh, Hayes has just been dealing with it all year. This is just a tough one for Philadelphia. I wonder how far they could bottom out. I mean, they're Buffalo and Ottawa are, are only two points behind. Yep. <laughs> crazy philadelphia could easily wind up with a a top three pick here yeah they're they're lucky that they traded their uh their pick last year and not this one right and then once they trade drew which i think is going to happen no matter what yeah and ristolainen probably yandel get traded um i i think that's to me it might be a sneaky pick whoever wherever yandel goes yeah because he's not going to be expensive this year. Nope. And for team, you know, in the play, as much as like he's a defensive liability in the playoffs, like you, you got to try to win that special teams games once five on five gets a lot tighter. So having a Yandel as, you know, an option on your power play, play him is just, you know, in that. I remember Mark Streit with Montreal before being in the yeah. Islanders, where he was just like straight up power play guy, dress seven defenseman. Like if you got to do something like that with the, and have a Yandel out there. Not a terrible pickup. What about another X-Ranger? Yeah, what about another X-Ranger that wouldn't cost much to give you good forward depth? Derek Broussard. Yeah. Toss him on a a playoff roster. He's a cup winner now. They all are. They all are. They all leave and they win. When did... Didn't Broussard win with the Penguins? Did he? I can't remember what year the Penguins won. I think he won. I know Hagelin did. Yeah. With... Penguins and Washington, mm-hmm. motherfucker. But yeah, I mean, He's aside get from one with Minnesota this year, <laughs> aside from Ryan Ellis, Travis Sanheim, and Ivan Provorov, um, they don't have any other defensemen signed. Ristolainen UFA, Justin Braun UFA, Keith Yandel UFA, even Kevin Connaughton and Nick Sealer UFA. What's the Justin Braun get on the open market next year? Oh, Is he a he's lefty? Playing. He's a lefty, right? Yeah, but he right D. Oh, he's right. Yeah. 35 making the 1.8. I don't know. One and a half? Yeah, I guess. I guess I didn't realize how up there in age. I thought he was a little bit younger than yeah. that. 
So going back to Edmonton real quick, I know I'm jumping back. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a rumor that like they were looking at the goaltending situation to try to fix that up. And like supposedly they offered like a fifth round pick for Martin Jones <laughs> at one point Jeez. this year, uh, which clearly didn't happen. Right. Um, but then the rumor has moved to them looking at Corpusalo right. for a second and a third. But supposedly the price is going up because teams heard about it and were like, oh, we'll pay that price too. And they're like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, and Edmonton's really interested in Ville Husso from St. Louis, but yeah. I don't think St. Louis wants to give him up, even though he's a UFA at the end of this year. But he could easily, if he's not already, stealing Bennington's job. Yeah. They were, they were high on him. He was supposed to be the guy when Bennington became the guy. Right. That's how high they were on him. Yeah. But he got hurt and Bennington did his thing. Uh, now let's talk. Uh, we're talking injuries. Capo Caco is going to be out another month. Yeah. The, that doesn't really. No, I thought, I thought like, they made it sound like he was going to come back to play for on this Tuesday, like, like before the break and everything, they were like, he'll, he should be back in time for after all-star break. Yeah. I mean, considering the Rangers haven't played in three months, it's crazy. Everyone, least are finally, other teams are finally catching up. Like they're in third now, but mm-hmm. now they've only got one game up on Carolina. So Carolina played their games to catch up. Yep. Um, and Carolina has 67 points while the Rangers are 64. at 64. Yeah. Um, I'll take it. Hey, at this point uh, in the season, they don't got to win the division. I'm just happy to be in the mix. Yeah. I just don't want to play uh, Carolina. No, I don't. Exactly. I want Carolina to either, either we win the division or Carolina wins the division. I don't yep. want that 2-3 matchup. I want Pittsburgh. Fucking I'll take Washington or Boston. I don't want Carolina. Yep. It's Carolina is a scary, scary team. Yeah. Um, is this break, this long break for the Rangers, good or bad? What do you, what do you think? Um, Are they going to come out at their next game on Wednesday looking sluggish and I trying to get everything back in order? Or are they going to pick up where they left off or maybe even be better? I, I hope that the time away let a bunch of other guys with any lingering stuff heal up uh the thing i'm worried about i mean luckily chris Kreider, you know he whatever he scored a goal in the all-star game but like you know i don't want guys like Kreider to start cooling down or mika to start cooling down because they haven't played in fucking two and a half weeks at this point uh but i mean i hope they come out flying out of the gate like i said i think i'm gonna be at the game on tuesday so it's wednesday i think Tuesday. It's Tuesday? Yeah. That's the best news I've heard in a while. Newsday, Tuesday. Because I have another thing Wednesday. So I, th- so I think we're going Tuesday with work. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I hope that this is, you know, the beginning of another big stretch. They got to do something like go seven, two, and one in these next 10. Go out there, go make the fucking trade deadline moves and let's go. Because right, yeah, that's it. Now right. that all the teams have pretty much caught up in terms of games played. And you still have Washington's right there that can jump back into that top three. 
you don't want to fall into a, you know, one of those wild card spots. You want to try to be in that two, three position. Yep. And I would imagine Brad Marchand will not be playing in that game on Tuesday. No. <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday should be a pretty good one uh, for, for the Rangers, Boston, Detroit, and Ottawa. Yeah. So. They, 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 they got to go. They got to try to go two Oh and one here or something. Yep. Um, we mentioned a bunch of other changes. I can't remember if we mentioned uh, Pat Verbeek in Anaheim as the new GM. Mm-hmm. Uh, some really big decisions in Anaheim. Um, they're a team at a know. complete crossroads with the age of some of their guys and the ages of other guys. And uh, Jeff and also Marikin, just where they are, just where they are in the the standings. The standings. As well. They're in the playoffs right now, so like, yeah, do you want to start? So, they're holding like, the, the final wild card spot. It's like a weird spot where like, do you, are you good enough to buy? But then what kind of message does it send if you sell? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, Ricard Raquel, UFA at the end of this year. Yeah. You could probably get a pretty nice haul for him. Yeah. 28 years old. And he doesn't even make 4 million, which is unbelievable to me. Obviously, Getzlaff is not going anywhere. Nope. Um, there was a little bit of a rumor that teams were interested in, in Maxime Comtois. But yeah. why are you going to trade a 23-year-old? Right. Um, you know, Nick Delorier, there were big rumors surrounding him, you know, that he could potentially, you know, get them a first-round pick. That was a rumor at one point. Yeah. I don't know about that anymore. But, uh, you know, I could see him in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's a guy who stands up for, for these young kids and protects, you know, you, you probably want to keep him around. Yeah. Um, th- the back end is where you have the two big questions. And that is Hampus Lindholm, where if you trade him, really, what message does that send? Right. I think... Uh, that was the, you know, what what would Gibson do if they trade, you know, get rid of Hampus Lindholm? Like the team's finally playing well. John Gibson is one of the best goaltenders in the league. He's 28 years old now. And they're going to move their best defenseman. And then there's also Josh Manson. Yeah. Who I know Toronto was really interested in, but uh, he pretty much came out and said uh, they're on my modified no trade list. So I don't know. I could see them trading Manson. I wouldn't trade Lindholm. I, I don't know. I I would trade Raquel and keep Delorier. Yeah. So I'm keeping Delorier and Lindholm. I'm moving Raquel. And Manson, what are you doing? I'm moving Raquel. I'm moving Raquel, but I'm doing Raquel in a hockey trade. You, like, you're going to get... Uh... What about Raquel for Pavel Zaka? But what no, is... but the Devils, it doesn't make sense for Devils don't need Ricard no, Raquel no, no. on an expiring contract. No, no, I... But, but like, yeah, a guy yeah, like yeah. that. A guy who's like four or five years younger and has 
maybe not reached the potential yet for a guy who, you know, you know what you're getting in Raquel. Yeah. I could see a trade like that happening. Something in that neighborhood of like a guy who is maybe an upcoming RFA this season or has one year left on a good deal that's like, you know, 2.5-ish mil, like whatever. It's something in that neighborhood where it's a guy that like he hasn't quite proven himself in the league, Mm -hmm. but he's cheaper. Yeah. I mean, and if he, you yeah. know, and if he catches some chemistry with Zegris or Getzloff, then even better. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they, you know, they up front, there's not so much need when you're talking about, you know, no. And they got McTavish you know, coming up soon. And, and uh, what's the other guy's name uh, that they really like? Uh, Perot, Jacob Perot. Perot. Yep. And then they, they uh, got plenty of guys up front. I mean, in the back, it's, it's Jamie Drysdale, obviously, is the the horse that's going to pull that wagon for the years to come in the back. But mm-hmm. then, you know, you've, it's going to be hard. Like, you've got an aging Shattenkirk who's been good. Yep. Obviously, would you have another year or two of him before his decline starts one to more, in? You have one more year of his contract, contract. after this year. I imagine he's not going to come back after that. Maybe. I mean, Cam, Cam Fowler's locked up for a while. He's only yeah. 30, but they, they think he's locked up till he's like 30. 30, locked up till he's 35. It's so crazy that Cam Fowler's only 30. I mean, Hampus Lindholm's only 28. I know. But I just feel like that Cam Fowler draft was just so long ago. Yeah. He came in as an 18 year old. He was at Delzato, yep. well, the year after Delzato. Mm-hmm. So that that's another interesting one. And then, uh, you had some notes on some more things that Vancouver did. Yeah, Vancouver bringing in Cami Granado. Stealing her away from the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Just as the Seattle Kraken have lost another player from their expansion draft for nothing. For nothing. Dennis but, uh, Chalowski on waivers claimed by Washington. Yeah. But Cami Granado of, is Vancouver's is assistant general manager now. Yeah. I I can't believe how poorly they did in this uh, in that expansion draft. But I, let's let's focus on yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. Cami Granado. I mean, we know what she means to you know. She's the first woman in the Hall of Fame, and, and you know, Team USA. You know, it's uh, it's great to see. You know, gets a job as a scout and you know works her way up. And she's in she's in Beijing for the Olympics. I know. So that's exciting for her. Exciting, it's exciting couple of weeks in the Granado household, and super stoked to see what she can get done with Vancouver, a team that we talked about that kind of in a weird spot. Will they or won't they with a couple of guys? And I'm interested to see what Cami Granado's input's going to be um, moving forward with them. Will we ever see her become the first female general manager in the next five or so years? Who knows? But now. The, the, the timer is officially on for that conversation. Yep. I mean, they, they put together a nice little, you know, front office there. Yeah. Patrick Alvin. Um, why am I forgetting the other lady's name? Um, who was Lafreniere's? Uh, oh, the eight. Uh, yes. Well, what's her name? I want to. Very French name. Yeah. She was a hyphenated too, which is like the most. Uh, 
What is her name? This is killing me. Agent GN. Who's going to find it first? She, uh, Emile Castonguay. Yeah, you got Emile it. Castonguay. You win. So, yeah, and then, you know, you know Patrick Alvine being there. Now they got they got two oh. ladies in the front office over there. Yeah, now. that's right. Now all they have to do is, you know, make some some good moves. And I think Vancouver could be right back in it next year. And, so. and you see what's, but the interesting part too, is that they got one American and one French speaking, you know, just a little, a little bit of both spicing it up. And all being different... from, being from uh, Europe. Yep. They're, they're going to be able to talk Sweden, to a lot right? of people. Yeah. Uh, from Sweden. Yeah. You know, she maybe he'll be the the second uh, European GM behind Yarmo. Yeah, I, I like what Vancouver's doing in their front office, and I like what their team was in the last couple of years. But now you know, things have kind of semi fallen off the rail. But we'll see. We'll see how they how they fix it. Whether they choose long term or short term. Yeah, solutions. Uh. Last podcast, I mentioned a college goaltender that a lot of teams were interested in, Mac Guzda. Guzda. Yep. I always mix up where the Z and the D is. But uh, he finally chose a team, and this was an interesting decision for a goaltender. He chose the Florida Panthers Yeah. to be behind goalie Bob and Spencer Knight. I mean – that Bob contract's gonna go on forever and ever. Yep. And then he, I guess, he has to figure out: uh, can I beat out Spencer Knight? Maybe make uh, Knight expendable. We'll see what happens Very there. Very interesting bet he's putting on himself. Yep. A couple other signings: Patrick Maroon is staying in Tampa Bay, going for the five Pete because two more years at one million dollars per. Um, Robert Bertuzzo, two years, less than a million dollars. That one surprised me, mm-hmm. um, to stay in St. Louis. Yeah. I thought he was going to get paid this summer, but I guess, yeah. you know, when you're comfortable, I know you've always been high on him. Yeah. My Italian boys. Yep. But Jordan uh, Greenway was the one who got paid and he got the, the $3 million contract. Yeah. Um, I like what Greenway's turning into. I, 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 Oh yeah, he's a guy that I was really hoping. Like when there was talks of Rangers trading Kreider in his contract year, like Greenway was a guy that I was targeting mentally. It was like he wasn't quite there yet, but I think that he's going to be a you know good player. And now he's starting to show it. Mm-hmm. So I'll tap myself on the shoulder for that one, but uh, we didn't get him. Yep, too bad. Kreider's leading the league in scoring still, yeah. and he hasn't played in three and a half months. It's crazy. Um, so that just catches us up on some in-season signings. Um, you've been making some bets lately. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, here's a place your bet. The game has already started. Okay. I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins, New Jersey Devils game. There's two minutes, 36 seconds left in the first period. The score is zero, zero. Yep. Will Sidney Crosby score number 500 today versus the Devils? Uh, I'm going to say yeah. All right. What are you putting on it? I'll put 
I'll put five. My my bet is five bucks. That's my that's my standard bet for everything. I go five bucks. <laughs> Gotta hit those odds, baby. Ow. Hit my foot. Not the <laughs> Gotta odds. hit that foot. <laughs> uh yeah, so I mean Crosby's coming up on that that big milestone. That'll be pretty exciting. I've got I've got oh Sanders up three to one. Yeah. There we go. Yep, yeah, they're they're up three to one and the other game right now is Buffalo Montreal three three in the second. And, and then because the it's because it's only uh you know early games today because the Super Bowl, the late game today uh is about to have Begin. its puck drop. And that is Colorado Dallas. Dallas. Should be a good game. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna put that one on as soon as we're done here. Um, a couple more things. Uh, I got this trivia question from Jesse Blake from the Steve Dangle podcast. Nice. After this season, there will only be five teams who haven't played in an outdoor game. Oh, who are the five teams? Okay, hold on. Let me just pull up the NHL standings just so I can like remember teams. Okay. Um, who has five teams have not played in any kind of outdoor game? Yes. Okay. Uh, one of them has been announced will have a game next year. Well, it's definitely Arizona is one. Yes, correct. Has not played outdoor. Seattle has not played outdoors. Correct. Um, three more. Uh, they did, they did, they did. Vegas? They played uh, Colorado. Uh, oh, in the Tahoe, Tahoe. Game. the Tahoe game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nashville, Minnesota, Colorado. Buffalo's been in a couple of them. Montreal played in a Heritage Classic. Columbus? Columbus is correct. They have not played outdoors. There's two more? Two more. Uh, Panthers, Lightning. Well, I said, uh, so the Panthers, correct. The Lightning will when they face Nashville in uh, a couple Oh, weeks. right. That one, the, the, the Bolts and Smashville game. Yep. So you got one more team. Carolina? Correct. And yeah. they will have a game next year. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So it's, Who has uh, the most at this point? Is it fucking? Chicago. Yeah. It's always uh, Chicago, Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, Capitals, and then like Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs. I've gotten a couple. All right. Um, do you have any other hockey stuff before I go to a really bad take? <laughs> um, I do have that Tuka Rask has officially retired. He was attempting to come back, played in a couple games. And I guess he's just having a setback and he came out and said that he's not playing up to the standard that he expects for himself as well as being fair to his teammates. And he is calling it quits. So congratulations to Tuka Rask cup winner as the backup to Tim Thomas played in a couple other finals. Um, the, the fact that Boston fans rag on Tuka Rask for quote unquote, never being the guy to win that cup, I think is ridiculous. He went to two game sevens against St. Louis and against Vancouver. What else do you want? Like I love like- the fact that he tried again after this surgery. You know, most people wouldn't try. Yeah. You know, go out. At his uh, age, he's got Vesna, he's got cup, he's got money. He doesn't he didn't need to stay, but he tried. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I like the players who just keep trying until you know someone has to scrape them off the ice. Peter Forsberg was that yeah, guy. That's, like, the, that's the prime example. He's the one who's like he had a thousand surgeries. He had a different boot. Like he had two skates that were different from each other, so that he could protect the foot. Yep. And then he just kept trying again. Another guy who he what he had heart trophies. He had fucking cups. He's got the money. He didn't need to keep trying at that point anymore. But he every year, you got Peter Forsberg coming back to Colorado for another quick playoff run. Peter Forsberg goes to Nashville in the trade deadline. Peter Forsberg tries again with Colorado. Like, you gotta admire it. The guys who just love the game. That would be me. I mean, Ryan Whitney started a podcast. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right arizona coyotes asu yeah. it passed however it's still pretty contingent upon the arena uh happening in tempe yep so if that does not happen which we should know within the next month or two i think uh things could get pretty interesting also oh, things- so are they not locked into us i thought that i saw that it was two years and then the option for the third one or three years and an option for a fourth. And then that part was done. No yeah. I think what. it's, uh, things are still kind of up in the air until the Tempe situation is figured out. Yeah. Uh, another thing that's going to be figured out in the next, uh, short while is the Evander Kane situation for San Jose, what their cap penalty may or may not be. Mm-hmm. But the, the league has come out and said that they will know before they have to start doing any of their, you know, any of their business. Yep. Trade deadline but this, stuff. This Coyotes thing is such a mess. And I was. Here's my idea. We talked about dumpster fires. You could talk about Montreal, Edmonton, even Winnipeg this year. But the two big ones are Chicago and Arizona. Arizona needs relocation. Yep. This ASU thing is an embarrassment to the sport. It's uh, losing money. Um, enough's enough. You got to get them out of there. Yeah. Playing at ASU is a kind of thing that like, is a fun thing you do for one game in the preseason. As everyone's like everyone's like, going to watch the, the first Coyotes game next year just to see what a dumpster fire. Oh, it's going to be the highest rated game of the year. It's going to be the highest first rated home game. Coyotes on a, game on a nice Wednesday night because yeah. <laughs> the ASU uh, schedule is already done. But the Chicago Blackhawks, they have had massive, massive troubles. And my idea is for neither of those teams to play next year. You have a dispersal draft of both teams. They still get to make their draft picks. The Coyotes need to find a place to relocate to. And then uh, and the Chicago Blackhawks need to do a full rebrand new logo, new name, new management, the whole thing. Never going to happen. Of course this is never going to happen. Never. They they should make them sell the team. Uh give them both a year off and then they both come back into the league, the Coyotes in a new location, 
Obviously, the Chicago will still have a team. They'll just be rebranded as something else, and they get to have expansion. Another a two-team expansion draft. I still don't think Chicago ever changes that name because of the what fact about the they, logo? There, it's a tribute. They've gotten they've got written proof and consent from the tribes that it's that they're all good to go. That's that it's not like an Indians thing. Or Redskins but, thing. But it's still a bad look for the league, regardless. Because not everyone knows that the, somewhere there's this piece of paper signed by some tribes. It's a bad look. I don't think I, I think toss that's, it that's, on top of all the other bad looks in Chicago. I think that's the one that's never going to change. Yeah. I think it gets to a point where they, they have to. And I think if they're going to, I, I don't know. I think they're going to look for a way to, you know, really get a clean slate here out of all of the, you know, various controversies. I think now would be the time. And if it doesn't happen now, it's never going to happen. But I do think there's a chance of it. But I was just thinking, get those two teams out of the league for next year. Chicago, you don't deserve it. And uh, Coyotes, you could play in the whatever they call it, the NCAA, NHCA, <laughs> National NCHA, National College Hockey Association. Is that what ASU plays under? Is that their I league? Know. I think so. But I don't know. Just embarrassing. So I want to do something that the league doesn't do and think outside the box for something that will never happen dispersal like how fun would that be how would that work it would be like wave like it would have to be random this is the way it's gonna go we're gonna take all the teams by points percentage bottom team gets first pick and we we go that way So do you, do you snake draft it? Yeah. So that way, like it, our, eventually our, Arizona gets to pick twice. <laughs> well, not in this case, not Arizona, but yeah, uh, uh, Montreal. Yeah, I mean, I mean that'd be interesting because then you see like, who, is who's picking so, like, up? T- I mean, Kane will be the first one to go, easy. But how but long if, does it take? Do you for, have the, for, do you have the cap room to, for him? Yeah. Right. How long does that's it take where, for Jonathan gets, Taves to get picked? In, in that's where it like gets that? interesting. You're taking on, just like uh, the expansion draft, you're not only taking the player, you're taking Valerie. their contract. And you're not moving in. And the thing is, you can't move anything out because there's no more team next year. So you can't make side deals with them to like... Nope, no side retain deals. Retain any kind of cap or whatever. You can, you, know, you, can, you can make teams deals with other teams to open up your own cap room. You could skip your pick. But the draft continues on until every player is taken. Oh, wait. No, but then there's a problem with that. There's 30, there would be 31 teams in the league. There's only 23 guys per roster, plus you know draft picks and uh, prospects, etc. Right. Some, some players are going to be waived. But like the guys at the – like say if you're – in the top five or so in the league, you're not even going to get a guy. No, it's two teams. Oh, right. Cause in this case, two teams are 
disappearing. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. And also, it's not just the, it's everyone. It's the system. That's what I'm saying. You would get like the age. Anyone, guys who, and... yeah, anyone in, that is under contract. What about unsigned drafted players? You get their they, rights? Nope. They become uh, free UFA. agents, they become UFA. They get to negotiate their own deals with whatever team they want. See, this should be an option in the video games. How how much fun would this be? And then one year later, these two teams come back in with a double expansion draft where it's not just Vegas picking their team and going, here's our team, or Seattle picking their team and going, here's our team. It's the two teams going, ah, shit, I wanted that player. Now I have to change who I'm going to pick next. Two I think, teams if, I think if it was happening for more than one year, it's something that could be considered. But to it's do a awesome. whole personal draft and then the year <laughs> that right after, we're like, and now we're doing it again, the reverse. Yeah. Well, contingent <laughs> on Arizona or the Coyotes finding a home right. and the Blackhawks doing, I don't know, whatever, you know, league stipulates for their full rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stupidest idea. But it would be so much fun. It would be a lot of content. It would talk about. I almost kind of want like, I don't know. Should we do a bonus episode where you and I do the dispersal draft? Oh God. I'm going to stay cap compliant and manage 30 (laughs) other teams. (laughs) How do you keep an entire league compliant while also moving these guys around? (laughs) Oh, but it'd be fun. I mean, a lot of the, you know, you might waive players on your team or buy out players on your team to fit in another player, you know, obviously all the trades and stuff, it would just be pure chaos and anarchy. And I love it. Yeah. But speaking of <laughs> chaos and anarchy, you do any punk shit this week? Um, this week, what did I do? I should have written this. You know what? The other day I was, I was doing something. I was like, I should write this down. And now I'm blanking out. Um, what punk shit did I do this week? What did you do while I think for a second? Uh, well, first, I want to thank everyone who uh, took time or, uh, you know, bought a copy of the new Young Rochelle's 7-inch and Flexi. Uh, that it was haunted with... Uh, uh, Phantom Maggot by the Lillingtons as the B-side. Um, unfortunately, the seven inches sold out like within 20 minutes, like super, super quick. Um, we still have some flexies left. They are, as I said, the best sounding flexies I've ever heard. Um, but I just want to thank anyone who took the time to listen to it or got a copy. That was pretty cool. Um, you can still get a copy of the Flexi uh, for $5 or you get one for free if you buy a Young Rochelle's t-shirt um, and you can watch the music video for Haunted on YouTube. Uh, tomorrow for Valentine's Day, there will be a new pep talk video. Yep. Uh, not going to let it out of the bag, except for by the time you hear this, it will already be out of the bag. Uh check out the the brand new video yeah it's a fun one it's yeah. uh, very appropriate for the holiday um Definitely i think not up, dumb at all 
No. Uh, I finally got the two of the three new Ergs uh, records. Um, I got the the first one that came from... Why am I blanking on the... Was it Dirt Nap or Green... Uh, uh sorry it was the time of the season seven inch i am blanking on who put it out right now sue me um but uh that one showed up and i also got the new uh hindsight is 2020 my friend volume two uh that was put out by creep records there you go good old buddy eric yeah uh, so I was real excited to to get those. Now I'm waiting on the third one, which is coming from Wallride Records. Um, I hope I ordered that. I'm pretty sure I did, but uh, I just don't think it's it's ready yet. And that I is rem- called the Renovations EP. I remembered what I did. Okay. So uh, I yep. I uh, started listening to a bunch of Thrice again. Uh, going back and listen to some shit i put on i bought a copy of the artist in the ambulance on vinyl that should be coming my way soon maybe in these next couple days Uh, i don't know what they actually sound like they were like i don't know i guess i was i'm so bad like genre names like i guess you would call them like post hardcore sort of um I just assumed they were like a they were emo band kind of not I think I would just call it post-hardcore. I don't know. I'll just say like I, heavier... I hung out with a lot of girls that used to listen to them. Yeah, Thrice is dope. And I just never... All that's left was in like Madden 03 or something. Mm-hmm. Back when like the Madden, when all the video games actually had cool music in it <laughs> during that era. And remember HL2K8? Had, it was only punk rock. It was literally just like Fat Records and Epitaph teamed up. And it was the whole, the whole thing was... No effects, Pennywise, Offspring, AFI, Bad Religion was the entire fucking soundtrack for Angel 2K. Oh, good. The worst of punk rock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, I, I rarely play video games, but when I do, I put that shit on mute. <laughs> and I no, put I, on, I, I, and I, put I toss on, on uh, either a podcast or some records. No, I changed the, uh, I, the menu music. So it just plays like you change generic, it. So like... it just plays that one Goldfinger song over and over again. And only the beginning. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And it goes right back into. Yep. Anyway, uh, I bought a thrice record. That's, that should be coming on its way soon. Nice. Um, I, I went back and I revisited the Amal and the Sniffers. Now that I was more like in the mood to listen to it. Into mm-hmm. it. Uh, Hell yeah. Checked out Sad Tomorrows upon your recommendation. Not as into it, but could see why people would be. They were like one of those things for me where like it's it was good. It was just not my kind of good. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what you mean. It's great. It's everyone's great. And uh you're wrong. I am probably wrong. <laughs> but I, I, it's very smoking popesy, which I'm into the smoking popes. Um Hell yeah. Popes are the best. Maybe I, I gotta go back and just revisit it again. But there's there is something that I just wasn't super into for I think it was the last song of that run. So it kind of soured me on that release, especially when there's only four songs and I don't really like one of them. I like the first song a lot. Mm-hmm. 
So they can't, I'll say they cancel yeah. each other out. And it's all about the sandwich in the middle. Uh, I spent a lot of time this week listening to The Spits. Okay. And Stiff Little Fingers. I, I was, nice. I watched the that new movie Belfast. Okay. Uh, that's like up for a bunch of awards. It was a cool movie. Um, but the whole time, uh, I think like, the soundtrack was by like Van Morrison or something. I was like, gotcha. should just be stiff little fingers. Come on. Come on. Um, Inflammable material is one of my favorite albums of all time. Oh yeah. Uh, I, was... I think that was the first stiff little fingers record that oh, I mean, heard. Uh, Had to be. Yeah. Pretty sure it was. Uh, I was lucky enough to see them play that album in its entirety. Nice. And it was awesome at the Warsaw. There you go. Great, great Polish venue. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's like their version of like a VFW hall, pretty much. Yep. I've seen some Polish. great shows there. I saw Propagandi there. That was awesome. I was trying to go to that Hot Water Music Iron Sheik one a while ago. Yeah. And I w- was not able to make it. I saw Coxbar there. That was awesome. The uh, On the Music Industry Goodbye shows there were nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two, two, I went to one of the days, but not two. But it was fucking wild. Yeah, so th- those were the two bands that I've been listening to this week. Um, I know it's, it, well, he used to be in a punk rock band, uh, if you know who he really is. But I was listening to the new Orville Peck. Uh, he released the, the, he's releasing like four songs at a time from his new album that comes out in April. So like three were like just lyric videos with the album artwork. And one was a, a really cool music video. Um, are you familiar with Orville Peck? I am not. Is Ooh. he like Orville Redenbacher? He is tastier. Um, Orville Peck, boom. So Orville Peck is, uh, I guess we... Oh, he wears a mask and stuff? Yes, he is okay. a, a masked country oh. ca- cow- cowboy. He's a masked cowboy. If it's country, then I'm not going to get into it. Oh, you're going to get into Dude, it. I hate country music so no, much. No, you're... Dear, his associated acts are Shania Twain, Lady Gaga. I'm already confused. What is well, well, he had Shania in, in a, they did a song together. Sources speculate that Peck is the persona of Daniel Pitout, drummer of Canadian. Hey, 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 yeah. mm, Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Based on the same. <laughs> hey, you can say it. It's all, it's all on the internet anyway. Sensei. Yeah. He was born in South Africa. But yeah, Orville Peck, uh, amazing voice amazing songs um you could call him a a country musician um and one of the the cool things is uh you know his perspective on things he's uh uh a, a gay man and i imagine there isn't that much uh in in the country music world for uh people of the LGBT plus community. And it's really cool. Um, I don't know. I, 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 someone told me about him when we were on tour and was like, I don't know. I had to hear it right away. Hmm. <clears throat> Pulled it up on my phone and his voice just captivated me. The songs are, are really cool. Um, don't think of it as country. I mean, the, I, the just... ergs, the ergs have done more what I consider country 
than um, what Orville right. Peck is doing. He's it, he's crooning. Uh, yeah, maybe there's a little bit uh, in terms of, uh, you know, some of what he sings about are cowboyish themes. Okay. But it's, it's not country in the way you're thinking about it. All right. I will, I will give it a chance. And also... And I'll just it, see what happens. Watch a, a music video or two. Because these are like amazing productions. Nice. They're really cool. cool. Um, so Orville Peck uh, was listening to that this morning. Just loving it. Nice. Um, last thing. I haven't listened to it yet, but it came out two days ago. I have the band camp pulled up and I'm all ready uh, to, to listen to it. And that is the new album from Trevor Blender. Um, he used to just go by the band, band name, the blunders, mm-hmm. but he rebranded it with, uh, you know, his name, Trevor. And he is trying to find the, the words for it. Uh, the Buddy Holly of uh, pop punk these days. Just the, the, the sweetest, poppiest, sappiest hits. And uh, this is a, another full band album for him. He's only done one other one that was with the, uh, it was a split with the Old Wives. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, record, so Chuka's old band. Chuka's band, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not old band, but Chuka's other band. band. Other mm-hmm. band as well. Um, and yeah, so the, the Blender's great. And you could go on the, I think he still has all the albums up, but all of his like acoustic albums, like he just used to play like so fast on an acoustic guitar and uh, the songs are all just so good. So I, I've seen uh, the music video for one of the songs. I've tuned into some of uh, Trevor's like live streams where he's playing along or playing some of the songs. Um, so I'm really excited to listen to that today. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And that's are all you... the punk stuff for me. There you go. Are you ready for three questions? Take I a, believe take, I am. Everybody home. Okay, we're, now that we're in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, question number one. Are you going to watch the Puppy Bowl? Oh, man. I might. I don't even know what time it's on. It's probably on right now. It might be on right now. Um, I, don't I don't know. I was going to put on that, that Colorado Dallas game, but I might have to flip back and forth a little bit. A little picture um, and picture. Uh, it's it's funny what they do with that and uh, i like that you know it's good for a good cause and the the pups get adopted and yeah whatever it is i don't know if they're they're like up for auction or whatever they find a new home one way yeah they they get new homes and hopefully they're they're good homes and i root for that um so i I don't know maybe I'll, i'll just catch the highlights tomorrow yeah. Question number two. What is your favorite prop bet? Like, oh, uh, you gotta you gotta bet on how long the anthem is gonna be tonight. Yep. It's, the over under is set at a minute thirty. Yep. Yep. So that's you gotta. But the problem with that is, um, people hear the sound check uh-huh. before. Oh, so you know. Mm-hmm so insider that, trading that's a tough one um 
but to, to be honest with you, aside from that, there is nothing more exciting than putting down like a shit ton of money on the coin toss. Yep. Coin because toss, Gatorade color. Coin toss. And you could either go into the game feeling like a million dollars or just sitting down real mad because <laughs> the coin did not flip in your way. Yep. And that is that is pure degenerate betting, which is the only way to bet. Uh, I don't believe in the, you know, the $5 betting that you do, because if you lose a $5 bet, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and feel that. But if you're me and I have 23 different $5 bets. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, you're not going to feel that if you lose all of them tomorrow. I won't feel great. Like, are you, are you going to, are you still going to be able to afford lunch tomorrow? Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Well, then you're not doing it right. So you, so you want me to like really gamble? Bet your, bet your meals away for the week. Okay. I'll put, I, got, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I still got some cash in my, in my vault. Maybe I'll put some just for you. I'll bet like what color shoelaces is the coach wearing for the yeah. Bengals? I put uh, – five hundred dollars down that the the Bengals are going to play the rams <laughs> you did it <laughs> you actually lost money on that bet <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh question number three as a man who doesn't like football who's your pick um, Bengals or rams what's your gut telling you my gut uh Considering I just drank this Kavita sparkling probiotic drink. What is what is your stomach hating gut telling you? <laughs> um, I was hoping it would be one of the two Rough Riders. Oh no, that's Canadian football. Sorry, <laughs> they have right. There's, there's, two, they, there's, there's eight teams, two of them in the same fucking name, but they're spelled differently. I think. Are they? I was a Rough Riders yeah. one word and then Rough. Riders too. I don't know. Um, I'm going uh, Bengals uh, just because, you know, the classic way to decide these things. If you were to take a Bengal tiger and a ram and put them in a cage together, Bengals I think coming out on top. the Bengals is going to win. The ram would have to really get that first strike. They got to score first to try to get that win. Otherwise, it's, this is Bengals all night. Also, is uh, – is Bengals uh, a, an uncool name now? Do, do people from from India, uh, the Bengali region, are they mad at Bengal tigers? Yeah, not, not well. It's not the Bengal tigers; they're just the Bengals. Not to be confused with the Bengals. Who had, you know, some some great hits. And then my favorite podcast, Steve Bangles. <laughs> the Bengals Bangle related podcast. I mean, Walk Like an Egyptian, Manic Monday. These are some some big hits. Some, some from, bangs. Yeah. Banging. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't even know the the Rams. We're, we're not in St. Louis anymore. I knew they were in Los Angeles before St. Louis. Yeah. You know, this is... They're uh, like the, the Jets getting back the Jets, but except, except it's actually the Jets. This is uh, the 
the intro to basketball. <laughs> yeah. They I called the Miami Marlins being a thing. And those jerseys look when when my when Miami changed those jerseys to those basketball almost. Well, it also was um, Back to the Future too, called Miami. Yep. So that was that was the, the pick that he won all the money Marlins, in and yeah. created. Yeah. But uh, that's so, all I got yeah, for I you know. today. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I I, I really don't know anything. Um, I'm gonna be so bored. I'm rooting for um, Eminem. There you go. To, to you know what? One of the prop bets is what's the first song they're gonna play. <laughs> uh, I'm just hoping they do the whole Chronic 2001 album. <laughs> it's just that. I want for I want forgot about Dre. I want oh, I want that all three of them are there. They have to. I want forgot about Dre and that's when Eminem comes out. Yeah, that's exactly. Nowadays, everybody's gonna talk something. If they something. got something to say, brother comes that's out when they move yeah. the lips, just a bunch of gibberish they forgot about. These motherfuckers act like they forgot about Dre. Yeah, and then he Man. talks about uh, burning down his so wife's do do? house or something. What do you do um, if somebody you hate? Something, 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 NWA. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I don't know. I'm Burn down house. Remember that part. And then, and then right <laughs> after that, they got to go into the next episode. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I, I just, and, and then the last thing is. Yeah. 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 Yep. Smoke weed every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's how we'll end it. That's, you know, that's, that's going to so be the good. music at the end of this is we're going to play Dr. Dre. Okay. We're going to get sued. Exactly. We need, look, <laughs> no, Press is bad press. Let's go. Well, there was, I got, I got caught. This is, uh, you know, not reading articles, but there was a thing where it was like, Dr. Dre loses his legs to diabetes or something. <laughs> and then like, I was like, oh, well, that, that really sucks. And then like, I like mentioned it the other day to someone. They're like, <laughs> that was, Dr. Dre didn't lose his legs. I was like, look it up on the internet. And the first thing that came up was Dr. Dre loses his legs to diabetes. And then it said, no, not that Dr. Dre. <laughs> I literally just spit water out. When he... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, they're going to wheel out Dr. Dre. He's still coming out. He's got to make that Super Bowl money. Yeah. So there you go. Dr. Dre, play us out. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. This was uh, some fun. I have water all over my computer right now. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the NHL for the rest of the week. Uh, More and more games every night as we get back into what would have been the regular scheduling uh, shortly there enough. And hopefully by then, most teams will be you know, fairly even in the standings and we could fairly address, you know, how good or bad a team is. We'll finally see the Penguins. Yeah, I'm not excited about that. They have not played one game against the Penguins and I think, what, not one game of... They haven't played Washington since opening night. Since opening night. the Penguins at all. Well, the good thing about not having played the Penguins or or that we're going to play the Penguins is we no longer have Brady Shea who would constantly be a negative five after any game against Pittsburgh. There you go. He is just bent over 
anytime he sees the the black and gold sandpaper finish. Oof. On that note, have a good one, everybody. Watch. I hope you made money. I hope that I made money. I have some crazy odds going. There's a couple bets where if I hit them, like I might make like thousands of dollars. So let's go. All right. I'll give out everyone. uh, I'll give out your address to everyone if you win. Perfect. I'll buy everyone one sandwich. We're having a party. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you later. See ya.